blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we're continuing the Throwback Trivia Takedown patron tournament. We are entering the semifinals, y'all. This is uh, some real deal stuff. In round one, this guy toppled a drugged-up lawyer. In round two, he came from behind to beat our Aussie. But will he go all the way? It's Nathan the Man McQuinn. Please say hi and a little bit more about yourself. Hi, um, name's Nathan. Um, I live and work in the middle of Montana, and I'm happy to be here. There's not much. You might hear my dog in the background. She's a bit loud today, but we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, well-deserved. Uh, you've taken down some awesome opponents. Oh, it's been a lot of luck. Yes, and so has our opponent for you today, who in round one, he was not hypnotized by Anna the Pied Piper. He was able to get past her, and in round two, it was the battle for the top, Scott, and Scotty to hottie, Barber reigned supreme. Scotty, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hey, Scott Barber from West Virginia, checking in. Uh, got lucky the first couple of rounds, hoping my luck continues. Continues to uh, ride on from here, but you know Nathan's tough. It's going to be a it's going to be a real battle today. But looking forward to it. Yes, uh, forever humble. We always appreciate about that about you, Scott. It's not being humble if you're really bad. So <laughs> it's just being realistic. You're in one of like the best trivia groups of all time. Yeah, I'm the seventh best player out of the six. <laughs> of them. I say that. All. Yeah. All right. Uh, the jokes aside, let's uh, let's learn how to play our game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know the rules for Throwback Trivia Takedown, I want to know Scott and Nathan just a little bit better. And you know what? Y'all look a little hardcore to me, like super hardcore. So I want to know, what's your favorite new metal song? Uh, new metal? Ooh, wow. Yeah. N-U. N-U, not N-E-W. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I think I'm going to have to go with um, In the End by Linkin Park. Uh, I listened to the album lately, and it holds up really, really well. Okay. Great album. Mm, let's go, um, gosh, I don't even know that I know a whole lot of what cat, what would be considered as new metal. The Linkin Park thing gives me a little bit of a hint into it. 
So um, I don't know if they're considered new metal. I'll go Green Day with Basket Case. I like Green Day. If you want to learn a little bit more about new metal, go back to uh, Blast From Our Past podcast and check out a top 10 episode that John and I did. Um, and you know what? In the end, it doesn't even matter because Green Day is not new metal. And so that means by default, Nathan gets <laughs> to pick first right. in our game today. I think this is my fourth time playing with you all. And that's just the first time I won the, the, the first game. So thank you so much. All right. Well, I'm glad I could help already. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's start off with, um, uh, let's go a little more. Let's go news and politics. Andrew Decade is the 70s. Oh. Michael S. Hart is credited as the inventor of the ebook when on July 4th, 1971, he typed a copy of this into a computer in plain text. 1971. What was the date? July 4th, 1971. Okay, I'm going to guess, based on the date, um, the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence is correct. Good job. All right. That would have been my guess, too. Good, Good use of double-checking that date. All right, Scott, what do you want? Yeah, let's go movies. And your decade is the 50s. This 1957 movie directed by David Lean is based on a novel by Pierre Boulle, B-O-U-L-L-E, and probably not how you pronounce it. Uh, it's set during World War II and tells of British soldiers who are captured by the Japanese and taken to a prison camp in Thailand where they are all put to work building a specific structure. Uh, I don't know hardly anything about anything of what you said, except... That's about the right time, and the specific structure leads me to think it would be uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. So that'll be my guess. Bridge on the River Kwai is correct. Good deal. Good job. I would not, I would not have gotten that one. That was great. All right. Back to you, Nathan. What would you like? Uh, let's go TV. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. Staying in those older decades. This show, first airing in 1965, was the place to be as an upscale New York couple was uprooted and had to adapt to living in a defunct farm in a fictional town of Hooterville. Hooterville. Oh, was that the town? Was that? Oh, I think there were two shows about Hooterville. Um, but given that premise, I think the answer that came to my head first is Green Acres. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the correct answer. Yes. Ah, thank you. Nice. Good job. First you, Adam. Now I have to change one of my questions. <laughs> always <laughs> happens so often. <laughs> you could do the other Hooterville show. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scott, what category would you like? Uh, let's go with music, please. And we're back to the 50s. So no new metal questions here, probably. <laughs> oh, oh. In 1955, Bill Haley and his Comets had their only Billboard number one hit with this timely song. Yeah, Bill Haley and the Comets. This one comes up a lot. Uh, I just remember the band name for whatever reason, even though it was, it was way before my time. But I believe that's the old theme of the happy days with Rock Around the Clock. Rock Around the Clock is correct. We're going to rock around the clock tonight and get more points for Scotty Bobber. I don't know if those <laughs> like are the actual it. lyrics, but, you know. They, they are now. <laughs> they, they, exactly. 
<laughs> when Adam Lounge sings them, they become canon. That's right. Instantly. Yes. All right, Nathan. Uh, you get to pick between fashion, slang, toys and games, sports, literature, or food. Let's go ahead and try literature and see what you give me this time. Okay. <laughs> We're going back to the 60s. Oof. Okay. Name this semi-autobiographical novel originally published in 1963 under the pseudonym Victoria Lucas. Unfortunately, the author died by suicide just a month after its publication. Mm. Could you read it one more time? Yes, sir. Name this semi-autobiographical novel originally published in 1963 under the pseudonym Victoria Lucas. Unfortunately, the author died by suicide just a month after its publication. You're looking for the novel name? Looking for the novel, yes. Mm. I specifically didn't say the author because I felt like it might be too easy. Oh, boy. I got a few guesses in my head, but... Um, 1960s. When did he pass away? Um, oh, boy. I got two names I'm going to get. One of them... I. I don't know when he passed away. I'm going to guess Hemingway. Hemingway is incorrect. Scott Barber, can you steal? Maybe. Um, that that all leads um, to leads me to think that it might be Sylvia Plath with the bell jar. So I'll say the bell jar. The death by suicide is the real big hint. It is Sylvia Plath. Well, Sylvia Platt is the actual author, and the bell jar is the answer I'm looking for. That was a great steal. Good job. Oh, yeah. I, I, Hemingway is a great guess because I believe he died by suicide as well. He did. I, I just I just forgot when, and um, yeah. I don't know what kind of name he would use. But that was a, that was a really good guess, though. Yep. All right, getting the steal and gets to pick his next category. Scott, what you want? Let's go sports. Okay. Your decade is the fifties. Holy moly, we can't get 80s, <laughs> 90s, or 2000s to save our life. Oh, wow. All right, uh, 50s, you said, John? That is correct. Okay. In 1954, the NBA introduced the shot clock, revolutionizing the game, where at the time of change of possession, that a team would have how many seconds to score or at least hit the rim? Oh, gosh. I know what it currently is, but I don't think it was that. Um see i'm at a i'm at a crux here because if i don't say what it currently is and i'm wrong that's just dumb but i still seem to remember something other than that you know what i'm just going to guess 35 seconds 35 seconds okay i'm going to start this question one more time be oh, no no i said the end okay 35 seconds is incorrect I feel yeah. I feel confident with my answer. All right. Okay. Um, Nathan, you get a chance to steal. I'm just going to guess 30 seconds. 30 seconds is incorrect. Mm. So in collegiate rules, I believe yeah, 35 yeah. seconds is right. correct. But I specifically said the NBA introduced the shot clock, which is 24 seconds. It is 24. And that's what it currently is. But, and again, that's why I feel stupid because I, I didn't go with what it currently is. I thought it was longer to start with and then they changed it. Uh, so. From what I'm seeing, it says has, uh, has, yep, 24 second limits since 1954. So perfect. Yep. No problem. Okay. Yep. All right. 
No points awarded. Um, and we are back to Scott. Maybe. Nope. No, we're back nope. to Nathan. I pick sports. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We'll keep you on track, Adam. Don't worry about <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I don't really want to have to do my job. Yeah, who cares? It's all good. We're, it's a team game. So, <laughs> let's go toys and games. And your decade is the seventies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, all right. We've got a question from Jackie Lafave. These roly-poly children's toys originated in Hasbro's Play School division in 1971. The Tipping egg-shaped toys have a weight located at the bottom center to be lifted off the ground, then gravity brings it back to an upright position. Name the series of toys. I can read that again. I'm not sure that would help, but please do. <laughs> All right. Uh, these roly-poly children's toys originated in Hasbro's Play School division in 1971. These tipping egg-shaped toys have a weight located at the bottom center to be lifted off the ground, then gravity brings it back into an upright position. Roly poly children's game. I have I have no clue. I don't think I can even venture a guess, and I hate not guessing. Um, 70s game. Roly poly tipping. Uh, I don't have an answer. Uh, I no answer. All right, no answer. We'll get you no points. Yeah. Scott Barber, can you get a steal? Yeah, I believe the old tagline for this was Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. So uh, I'm going to guess Weeble wobbles. The Weebles, yes, and uh, commonly called the Weeble wobbles. I will accept that as well. Yes, Weebles is correct. Good deal. All right. And you even got the tagline? How perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm much older than I look, or I'm at least as old as I look. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> well, you're looking good. So you must yeah, be thanks. good aged. All right. All right. Feeling good, Lewis. <laughs> um. All right, Scott, what would you like between fashion, slang, and food? Gosh, let's just go slang. Why not? <laughs> We're going back to the 50s. Oh. Of course we are. Because of course we are. All right. In the 50s, those particularly fond of cars might use this two-word rhyming phrase as an idiom for an attractive female body. Can I get a repeat of that, please? You can. In the 50s, those particularly fond of cars might choose or might use this two-word rhyming phrase as an idiom for an attractive female body. Hmm. Cars. Cars, female bodies, 1950s. Hmm. Let me think here. Give me just a second. Why would I have to think of cars? Let me think. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have this. So I'm just going to only thing I can think that deals with cars from around that time that rhymes would be Deuce Coop. So I'll just guess the wrong answer. Deuce Coop and move on. Yeah, we are moving on. All right, Nathan, uh, do you have a guess for us? Did you read it just one more time? Absolutely. In the 50s, those particularly fond of cars might use this two word rhyming phrase as an idiom for an attractive female body. Trying to think of phrases. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. I had the word jalopy in my head. I think that was a term that people use for cars. If so, if someone calls me a sloppy jalopy, I know. I'm, just, I'm like, not sure that that is the. I, I, I don't think that's a great pickup line. Um, I I don't have an answer. I don't know. These are not in my wheelhouse <laughs> this week. All right. Yes, uh, I I actually haven't heard this in person myself, but so saith the internet. 
which means I believe it. <laughs> Back in the 50s, you might hear people say, oh, that girl's got a classy chassis. Ooh. Okay. Classy chassis. Yeah. Okay. Classy chassis. At least it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad language evolves. Yes. <laughs> All right, Nathan, would you prefer fashion or would you prefer food? I can never turn down food. Okay. Hey, guess what? Hmm. It's the 50s. We're going to the 80s. Oh, right. <laughs> yay. Woo. And we've got another Jackie LeFave question. Name this brand of nitrous oxide propelled sweetened cream with the four classic flavors of original, extra creamy, fat free, and chocolate. But in 1983, they experimented with amaretto and butterscotch flavors that were not well received and quickly discontinued. I can see the bottle in my head, but the name's not quite there. Um, what I wrote down is that it. Could you read it one more time? Mm hmm. Name this brand of nitrous oxide propelled sweetened cream with the four classic flavors of original, extra creamy, fat free, and chocolate. But in 1983, they experimented with amaretto and butterscotch flavors that were not well received and quickly discontinued. Is it Ready Whip? It is Ready Whip. Oh, nice. Great pull. Oof. Yep. Great job. Oh, and, uh, Thanks to um, Varsity Blues, Ready Whip is a favorite dessert of mine. <laughs> I gave it a 10. Yeah. A 10. 10. <laughs> right. All right, Scott Barber, that leaves you with fashion. All right, let's go. And we're going back to the 50s. All right. These pants are longer than shorts, but not as long as trousers, and are named after an Italian island. Though invented in 1946, they rose to popularity in the late 50s thanks to people like Audrey Hepburn. I think the island is Capri um, off the coast of Italy, and, but they're called Capri's, so I'll guess Capri's. Capri's is correct. Yeah. Didn't we have a question just like that not too long ago? As I asked that. Yeah, I know. I completely <laughs> forgot to change my question. I forgot I had one about it. I think it's just been sitting there. I think I only knew it because I think that's what uh, Mayor Tyler Moore wore in the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, yep. She definitely wore them quite a bit. Yep. All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us that score update? All right. Uh, Scott has a little bit of a lead. He has 50 to Nathan's 30. Yep, that sounds correct to me. All right, so because Nathan went to go, got to go first in round one, Scott, you've got to give a category to Nathan for round two. Oh, let's see here. Gosh, he's good at just about everything. Um, he hates literature, though, so let's just go literature for the fun of it. <laughs> he hates comics, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be in there, though. It's very so, possible. You know, play in the odds. All right, and your decade is the 70s. 70s. Okay. okay. Another question from Jackie LaFave. This 70s literature question. Roger Mad Dog Karen was a Canadian robber and the author of an influential prison memoir that was a, that was published in 1978. He successfully broke out of 13 prisons and jails, more than any other criminal in Canadian history. What was the title of his memoir taken from a prison yell used when an inmate or inmates break from a work detailer crew in an attempt to escape? And that was extremely long with multiple yeah. stuff. I'm more than happy to read it again. 
Scott wants to hear it again, so I'm going to go ahead. I'd like to hear it again, yeah. Sure, just in case. All right. Roger Mad Dog Karen was a Canadian robber and author of an influential prison memoir that was published in 1978. He successfully broke out of 13 prisons and jails more than any other criminal in Canadian history. What was the title of this memoir taken from a prison yell used when an inmate or inmates break from work detail um, or crew or break from work detail in an attempt to escape? So it's titled A Prison Yell, if that makes shortened the TLDR. Can I get a spelling on that name? Yes, you can. Roger, R-O-G-E-R. Yes, yeah, yeah, just okay. the last name. Karen, C-A-R-O-N. Thank you. Okay. So I'm picturing myself in prison. I'm in work detail, and I run away. What do I yell? Um, I have never heard this author. I've never heard the premise of this book. Um, I think, was it the 70s? I think the only around that I know this wasn't a Canadian prison, but I know that there was a prison riot in Attica, and people used to yell Attica. Um, and so, just because I have no other guesses for what people yell out of prison, I'm going to guess Attica. Attica is incorrect. Scott, you get a chance to steal. I don't think I'm going to though. It's a there's a lot of good information there. I'll probably kick myself when I hear this, but um, gosh, I just can't seem to pull what it would be um what would they yell it's got to be something free or loose or um i'll i'll play off of the attica thing and just guess uh dog day afternoon dog day afternoon is incorrect uh no uh you guys had the good mentality of what exactly what would you yell uh but what the prisoners would yell is go boy Go Boy! Uh, it's called Go Boy, Memoirs of a Life Behind Bars. Okay. I'll look that up, mate. That's a new one on me. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yep. The only thing in my head that I was going to also say was all yelly oxen free, but that's an elementary <laughs> school game. So, that's, um, that's pretty good. I wish I would have said that because it get more laughs than I thought it would. That <laughs> was... Yes, uh, and that book did win uh, multiple awards for nonfiction and um, just kind of widely acknowledged for its insights into prison life, mm. selling uh, 600,000 copies in Canada. So pretty popular. Wow. I can lift that up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Nathan, you get to pick for Scott. Oh, I know he gave me a compliment saying that I'm good at a lot of things. I've heard him on other podcasts, and I mean, so there's nothing I think he has a weakness in truly i'm gonna get i'm gonna go ahead and give him slang and we're staying in the 70s okay this three-word phrase most associated with an affluent person's complaining first appeared in 1979 in gk Payne's work built environment i get repeat please this three-word phrase most associated with an affluent person's complaining First appeared in 1979 in G.K. Payne's work, Built Environment. Mm. With the way you said affluent and not rich, it leads me to think that this might be uh, rich people problems. So I'll guess rich people problems. Rich people blah, blah, blah. Uh, Easy for me to say. Yes. Rich people problems is incorrect. Oh, okay. Nathan, you get a chance to steal. A chance. Uh, Yeah. Um, can I get one more reread, please? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This three-word phrase most associated with an affluent person's complaining first appeared in 1979 in G.K. Payne's work, Built Environment. 
built environment. I'm just going to give a dumb guess. Um, around the 70s, ABBA was really big, and I'm going to go money, money, money. In a money, money, world. money is incorrect. Adam, can I take a guess? You can. I don't think this is right, but my brain immediately went to eat the rich. Uh, you, oh. You're a big fan of Aerosmith, and I understand that, uh, <laughs> but it's not Eat the Rich. Scott was really close, but I tried not is to- Is it first class problems? It's first world problems. Oh, first, first world, world problems. That's, that's the go. phrase that yeah. is used, yep. Got it. Okay. All right. Scott, you are back to giving Nathan a category. Uh, shoot. Let's go fashion. Okay. We're going to the 80s. My God, still no 90s, still no 2000s. Maybe they'll show up uh, in the finals. Uh, who knows? All right, 80s fashion. In the 80s, Run DMC famously would wear this specific Adidas shoe without any laces, pushing the tongue of the shoe out. As soon as you said 80s fashion and Run DMC, my first guess was going to be Adidas. Then you just said that, and I don't yes. know any more than that. Got to be um, more specific. Yes, and I... Oh. I can't think of any. I'm not a big shoe guy. Um, I'm over Crocs, dude. Flip flop man. I. Uh, I guess those are all yeah, shoes. Yeah. Um, Adidas shoes. Adidas. I, I I can't think of an Adidas shoe. I don't know enough about shoes to even venture a guess. All right. That means Scott, you do get a chance to steal some points. I'm in the exact same boat as Nathan. I, as soon as you said Run DMC, I thought, okay, this is going to be an Adidas question. And then you said Adidas and need to go another level, and I just don't know it either. So I'm going to guess um, just Kicks, just to have something out there. Yep, uh, Kicks is incorrect. Now, these uh, specific shoes that they wore were called the Adidas Superstar. The Superstars. Yeah. Not familiar with that at yeah. all. Okay. I'll remember that now, though. There you go. All right, Nathan, you get a pick for Scott. Let's go ahead and give him food. Okay. Food. And we got the 2000s. Hey! Oh, All right. Pepsi Twist was introduced in 2000, but discontinued in 2006. It was a short-lived, refreshing version of Pepsi with what added flavor? Pepsi Twist. It's going to be one of two choices here. Hmm. Pepsi Twist. Let me see if I can remember back to what that might be. Hmm. Pepsi Twist. You know what? I'm just going to guess um, Lime. Lime is incorrect. There it is. Nathan, you get a chance to steal. I remember seeing this in stores, and the first thing that came to my mind is I think it might be Lemon. Yes, with a twist mm. of lemon. Lemon is good job. correct. Ooh, yeah, you can I also do twist job. of lime. It's pretty much a 50-50 throw up. Yep. All right. I'm about to throw up after that question. So. <laughs> oh, you're still in the lead. You're good. <laughs> All right, Scott, what do you want to give to Nathan? Uh, let's go news and politics. And we're staying in the 2000s. Okay. This coastal West African country's civil war came to an end in 2002 when the Revolutionary United Front finally laid down their arms. More than 2 million people were displaced from their homes because of the conflict, many of who, many of who became refugees in neighboring countries. So what, what West African country's civil war ended in 2002 when the Revolutionary United Front laid down their arms? Mm. 
I don't know when the revolution ended, but coastal Western Africa. Um, in the early, in the late nineties and early two thousands, I lived in Minnesota and we had a lot of immigrants from uh, a country in Western Africa that was on the coast because of a civil war. And I don't know when that war ended, but I think I'm going to, that's the only thing I have to go off of. I'm going to guess Somalia. Somalia is incorrect. <clears throat> Scott, you get a chance to steal. Yeah. I don't know this either, but I'm just going to take a bit of a guess just from the area and guess Ghana. Ghana is also incorrect. I picked the wrong coast. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, you put you you're on the eastern coast. Oh, Somalia is coast. Yep, Somalia is definitely on the eastern coast. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Okay. I still wouldn't know. But. Uh it's a smaller nation, but yes, uh the Revolutionary United Front ended uh, fighting lead on their arms and the civil war of Sierra Leone was finished. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's yeah. a great question. All right. Um I forgot where we're at. Nathan picking for Scotty uh, Tuhati, I think. I gave yes. yes. Nathan picking yes. for Scott. Uh let's give Scott um toys and games. Okay. Sure. And we're going back to the sixties. Okay. All right. This talking doll gave Barbie a run for her money in the sixties, becoming the second highest selling doll of the decade. Pull the string from her back and she would speak one of eleven phrases. Hmm. I don't think I know of any talking dolls from the 60s, except for one name. And I'm not even sure if it's from the 60s. So I'll just guess it and say Chatty Cathy. Chatty Cathy is correct. Oh, wow. There you go. Good deal. You are older than you appear. I am. <laughs> I try to I try to tell people I'm old. Like Joey from Friends. I'm old. Yes. So old. All right. All right. And you get to pick the category for Nathan. Do you want it to be movies, music, TV, or sports for him? Let's go sports. Why not? Okay. And we're going to the 70s. This swimmer set seven world records and won seven gold medals in the 1972 Munich Summer Games. He is now the third male overall swimmer medal winner, but second for gold. What's his name? 1972. I can't think of many famous swinner, swimmers. And the only, the only one I can think of in my head... I think it was in the 80s, but I can't think of anybody else. I'm going to guess uh, Luganus. Luganus is incorrect. Scott? Yeah, Luganus. Yeah, Luganus was a diver in the 80s, I think. Oh, he cracked his head. The, yeah. the, I can still see this guy's picture, though, the one you're asking about uh, with all the medals across the chest. And he's sporting a really killer 70s stash. Uh, it's, uh, Mark Spitz is who that was. Mark Spitz is correct. Wonderful 70s stash as well. Oof. Yes. How was your stash in the 70s, Scott? Uh, it was coming in. You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, in the 70s, it was, it was kind of, you know, by then I was about 45. <laughs> so it, was, it was, wasn't bad by then. <laughs> All right. Gets the steal. And Nathan, you've got a pick for Scott. What do you want to give him between movies, music, and TV? He's pretty good at all of them. That's what I was thinking. Um, let's go give him... Mm, TV. And we finally are going to the 90s. 90s. Right. Cool. 
The Truth is Out There was the tagline for this weirdly popular series that ran from 93 to 2002 on Fox. I think Nathan may have given away as soon as he heard The Truth is Out There. I saw his head sling back like, come on, man. Is this really the question? Yeah, I think that's uh, the tagline for The X-Files. It is the tagline for The X-Files. All right, Scott. Um, music and movies. What do you want to give to Nathan? What do you want to keep for yourself? However you want to do it. Let's go movies. All right, movies for Nathan. And we're staying in the 90s. Okay. Okay. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Is a famous line said by Chris Tucker in this 1998 film. And I said that perfectly, John. I see John cracking up. I've never seen the movie, but I remember seeing the DVD cover. Um... Was it Rush Hour? Rush Hour is correct. And uh, I I needed that. I needed that. Oh, (laughs) good job getting past my perfect impression. That was very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks for that laugh, Scott. (laughs) It was, well, uh, come on. I mean, you heard it. (laughs) (laughs) You were there, Adam. Come on. Give him music, John. (laughs) Hey, we're staying in the 90s. Holy moly. All right. And we are going to end this episode with a trip to the throwback lounge. I'm going to lounge sing. And Scott, you have got to tell me the artist behind this 1994 song that peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Harold, what your mother said, read the books your father read. Try to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time. Hey. Some may have more cash than you. Others take a different view. My, oh, my. Hey. Hmm. Can I get a repeat of that? Yep. And I will, I've decided I will only be repeating in song. Okay. I will not be just talking it. Harold, what your mother said. Read the books your father read. Try to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time. Hey. Some may have more cash than you. Others take a different view. My, oh, my. Some may have more. That sounds familiar. Some may have more cash than you. Others take a different view. That's what's sticking out in my mind here. So, um, cash. Let me see. Then you. Others take a different view. Is it Harold is in a name or Harold is in like Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Hark the Herald. Okay. Do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How about that? Nobody understand the words coming out of your mouth. (laughs) Some may have more cash than you. Others take a different view. That was 1994, number five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I can't pull it. Uh, I'm just going to guess something and say, um, um, you need the group or the... uh, I need the artist. Um, I'll just guess uh, TLC. Don't have it. TLC is incorrect. Nathan, yeah. you get a chance to steal. The same lyrics that Scott said, he could recall something. Some may hit more head cash than you. Others take a different view. That that lyric is in there somewhere, and I just can't place it in the song. Some may hit more cash than you. Others take a different view. Um, I'm going to... I don't have any guests, so I'm going to go with Scott's favorite new metal band yes. uh, and go with Green Day. <laughs> it's not new metal. <laughs> uh, right, it is not Green Day. Uh, John, do you know this one? Yeah, it took me a while, but I figured it out. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wiser. Oh, man. Yep. 
It is yeah. Desiree, yes. Some may have more was, cash yeah, than you. I knew it was an R&B yeah. song, and I was pulling out. I was like, it's a female R&B song, but I can't come up with who it is. Yeah, Desiree, you got to be. Yep. Yeah, that is the one. That was a good one. Oh, boy. All right, that is the end of round two. John, could you please give us the score updates before we get into our final? All right, Scott has a little bit of an edge. He has 80 to Nathan's 50. Okay, still can go any way. Uh, we're going to need to know y'all's categories for our final round. And Scott, as you are in the lead, which category do you definitely want in the final round? Great question. Um, let's go sports. And the decade will be the 80s. And Nathan, what category would you like to add to our final round? Even though I got one wrong, I'm going to go with my favorite category, and that's news and politics. And the decade will be the 60s. All right, gentlemen. So please put down your wagers for the categories of 80s sports and 60s news and politics. Nathan's good. Okay, I'm in. And Scott's good. Okay. All right, here are our questions, starting with the 80s sports. This English football or soccer team won five championships in the 80s. It included greats like Ian Rush and Kenny Dalglish. No word if George Paul Ringo went to any matches. And your 60s news and politics question. In 1962, this country adopted its rather unique flag, a combination of two pennons or pennants that form a double pennon. It's the only world flag that is non-quadrilateral in shape. And I can read those again if y'all need it. I'm good. good. I'm good. Scott's good. Well, even though they might already have their answers, I'm just going to mention, check out all the shows on the BFOP network. Uh, we have got some awesome shows. And um, check them out. Blast from our past. Throwback Trivia Takedown. Talking Back. Podcast After Dark. Uh, action Action. People Don't Forget. And is there anything I'm missing? Did you say Cartwright? I don't think I said Cartwright. I'm in that one. That's mine. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Great shows. Okay, I'm good. You're good? I'm locked in. Yeah. All, right. All right, Nathan, as you were behind, let's get your answers for our 60s news and politics and our 80s sports question. Okay. For sports, I know enough about... All I know from so- about soccer is from Ted Lasso I've watched recently. Um but uh, the Beatles reference helped. Um, I don't know the formal name of the, 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 the team would be, but um, I'm going to guess it's Liverpool. Liverpool. I don't know if it's Liverpool United or whatnot, but I'm going to guess Liverpool. Um, and then for the flag, I should know this because I've, I've discovered and triggered quite a bit. And it's one of those things that is, I just never quite commit to memory. But I think I remember that the flag of uh, Nepal is pretty unique. So I guess Nepal. All right, Scott, we're, what were your answers to our two questions? I uh, don't get the sports question unless there's a Beatles reference. And I also just said Liverpool and didn't add like an FC or anything like that. And uh, for the news and politics, uh, uh, I also said Nepal, but I don't know if I, I'm the same way as one of those things that I just don't know. So it's it's one of those that I heard it before and I just can't seem to make it stick either. But it's funny that you and I are on the same page. All right. For our answers, the 80 sports question of the English football team that won five championships in the 80s. 
You guys didn't recognize their star players, but you did recognize the Beatles, obviously, and knowing that they're from Liverpool and Liverpool FC, I absolutely will accept Liverpool as the answer. I thought it was at Liverpool FC, but I wasn't 100% on that. So good. And the 60s news and politics question, the country, the only world country that does not have a quadrilateral flag, it, it adopted it in 1962, is Nepal. So you both get your answers. So we're going to see how wagering went down to it. And Nathan, start us off. You had 50. What did you wager? I think I remember, I, I think I heard Scott's episode recently. And I think he said that he's one of those people that bets big or bets it all. And I'm the same way. So I bet all 50 points that I had, um, even though I know it's probably not going to be enough. All right. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Scott, tell us right now. We'll see. That's exact. I did the same thing I did last time and just <laughs> bet just enough to win with 21. And you can see it right there. So. All right, John, mathematicize us up and let us know who won the game. Uh, with a score of 101 to 100, Scotty Tuhati is the winner. Good job. What a good match. That was, great. That was a great match. Um, I'm, I'm like you though. I mean, shoot, that was, there's a lot of tough questions on that. Uh, especially on the backside mm -hmm. there, but gosh, I'll tell you what, Nathan, you killed it. I mean, Oh, just a really, really I, I, well, knowing that I could at least hang with you, uh, given your reputation, the well, community, um, I have it on good, good, <laughs> so good authority you. that he's not that good of a player. I've heard I'm so pretty recently. Player, <laughs> so, all right, great game, guys. As Scotty, you are going to be continuing into our final round. I will let you talk then, Nathan. Your run has come to an end. You have done fantastically. Uh, what would you like to say? It's been a hell of a run, um, Scott. I'm rooting for you to go to the finals. Um, and I guess uh, for a shout out, I just want to thank my friend, Teresa, who's kind of listened to all the episodes, cheered me on. So when she listens to this, thank you, Teresa. Awesome. All right. Love that. Uh, that is our end of our game for John. I'm Adam. And that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, Go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.